Welcome to Nana Tings. Hey everyone, it's Antonio from Nana Tings. So for my first podcast episode, I'm going to have a very special guest, none other than my brother, Vito Lorenzo. So we're going to have some wine, get into some Lorenzo Tings, talk about some wrestling, some travel moments, some crazy stories, and all the good-ish. So get ready for the ride. All right, everyone, let's get started. And here's my brother, Vito Lorenzo. Say hey. Hello. I cannot believe I'm on a podcast. <laughs> I recently fell down the podcast hole right before quarantine. My coworkers looked at me like I was crazy because I exclusively listened to true crime podcasts. But here I am making one with you. <laughs> um, fun fact, uh, we just tried to do this like two phone podcast kind of thing. And it was like the <laughs> Miss Congeniality. There was some extraterrestrial alien, fourth wall kind of noises. It sounded like Sandra Bullock playing the water cups and Miss Congeniality. It was, the phones were not having it. It was not going well. Um, so I guess tell the listeners, um, a quick, like, one minute thing about you. Oh, oh my god, this is always, I know, it's like this always so hard. Okay, maybe questions, like, what do you do, what do you, what's your aspiration? So, my name is Vito, I currently work for a global media, media agency doing digital marketing, my aspiration is to become a K-pop star. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love to eat, I like to paint. Yeah, and I like the sun. I like the warmth. Cool. So we're going to get into some tings. Ready? Yes. Okay, so I want to start out with asking, what does growing up Lorenzo mean? I mean, it's a little term that maybe we both made, or everyone wants to be Lorenzo <laughs> from the Bell Twins. But yeah, what what do you think when I say that? <laughs> That's hard. I feel like it entails so much. We're like... Being a Lorenzo is a very interesting thing. It's a very interesting experience. We didn't have, like, the best upbringing, but I feel like we grew up with such a pride and such... And me and you were very separate people, but we yeah. grew up in such a, with such a strong sense and idea of who we were, who we want to be, what we want to do, and how we want to take over the world. And I feel like growing up Lorenzo, it's really, like... How do we just have, like, a fire, drive, a passion to just, like, be someone? Which it's, like... Being someone isn't always a bad thing. People feel like you seek validation by wanting to be someone but i feel like we both know we have such great things to offer the world and being lorenzo comes with that the pride execution and like conceptualization of that if that makes sense i yeah. i don't know how to explain it it was so sat of you <laughs> uh, <laughs> i agree um i believe that we are very proud people by the way listeners we are italian dominican descent um yeah, I I think it's like crackhead energy since we were kids, to be honest. Like, yeah, it is very crackhead energy, it's too. It's taking, I think, struggles and making, like, the best out of it, you making know? Making it the fire that drives you. Yeah, yeah. So what are some, like, childhood or, like, early <laughs> teen memories that you have? I'm recently suffering from, like, long-term and <laughs> sorts of memory loss. <laughs> I often, I'll ask my friends a question, and two minutes later, <laughs> I don't know if I asked you this yet, but um, I don't know. I feel like our childhood was so crazy and flew by so quick, but also felt like it was a thousand lifetimes long. My memories just <laughs> 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 are comprised of us, like, 
all the movies and visiting our cousins and being crackheads with them to like <laughs> buying the Spice Girl bubblegum oh lollipops at the bodega. The lollipops. To collecting CDs and VHSs to like wrestling each other. It's such a interesting childhood that pulls from like yeah so many different I don't know and you know growing up like people have such different life experiences like even people I met now like one of my good friends that I recently met he grew up like so sheltered and like such a weird like cultural separation from how we did like all the shows and movies like I brought up Spice World and all these yeah. things like he didn't know what any of that was he's never seen a cartoon we grew up on it's like he grew up watching his like family family soap operas and I'm like I feel like we've had such an eclectic childhood that just pulled from, like, pop culture references to cultural references to, like, there was so much happening. Yeah. It's so hard to, like, pinpoint a single point in my childhood. Yeah. Um, speaking about that, I think memories that I've had were, like, a lot of wrestling, <laughs> um, traveling upstate to Albany, and that's it. Just having a really good time. Um <laughs> Yeah. The best was bootlegging the wrestling pay-per-views and <laughs> recording them on VHS. And then when I was younger and had an 8 p.m. curfew, I would pretend to be sleeping and hear my favorite wrestler's theme song play. Yep. And I'd pretend to be, like, suddenly awakened and frightened. Like, oh, my God, what is that? I can't sleep just because I knew what was about to happen on TV and wanted to watch. And it was past my bedtime. Um, I guess, you know, speaking about wrestling, we'll get, like, right into talking about that as well. Um we're both really big wrestling fans. We grew up on it. I believe I started watching it at four. So my brother, maybe five. My brother had to be like two, three, mm-hmm. two. Yeah. Yeah. Some of my earliest memories yeah. were Yeah. Um, so yeah, we've sort of like Im- immersed in the community. And our first WrestleMania was last year. Obviously, like we said, growing up poor, we really we couldn't afford not even a concert ticket, so let alone a wrestling ticket. Um, and yeah, so... I guess we can talk about some, like, wrestling memories, because we do have a lot of, like, wrestling followers. Um, we have some wrestling friends, and it's in our family. And what's crazy is, like, people, you know, being 25, people are like, oh, my God, you still watch wrestling? Like, I don't see how you could get into it. And, like, but when you grow up loving something, it becomes a part of you. It becomes yep. a part of who you are, what you know. Like, I could be 90 and will never abandon wrestling, no matter how ridiculous it gets or it can be. It's just, like, it's something fun to do yeah. on a Monday, a Wednesday, a Friday, a pay-per-view, like... I don't know, and it, it, like, reminds you, it brings up memories of, like, childhood, simpler times, like, the only worry you had in the world was who's gonna win the match, like, no bills, no this, yeah. no that, which you, like, obviously struggle with as an adult, but good times. Yeah. Um, we met the Bella Twins, which we love so much. Shout out to their podcast, shout out to them both being pregnant, and being really boss-ass bitches, and, like, and I don't mean bitches in a derogatory way, I mean, like, they're just fucking taking over and i'm so proud of them they're just females yeah and being you know half latina like i'm just i'm very proud of them um we met them when was it 20 2015 was at the summer we met that we've come across them a couple of times at summer yeah you more than me at SummerSlam outside the hotel and then we went to a good morning america taping that's what i'm thinking of right now when was that i think that was 2016 you called me last minute so this is when i moved to long island city i think it was 2016 yeah Yeah. i get a call from my brother being like hey i just got us gma tickets to meet the bella twins and i was so so excited but then he goes we could be there at like 6 a.m and i was like are you kidding me i had to get by five but mind (laughs) you the way good morning america runs it's like first come first serve they seat you based on who's better looking who's dressed this and that they like access to make signs and like me and my brother both wearing belly gears i was dressed like nikki who's dressed up like brie so they sat us in the front but like it wasn't guaranteed that you got to meet or interact with the girls so the girls were 
upon leaving the studio, yeah. like to go to the next promo, to like fly out to wherever they were going, stopped, pulled us aside to like speak to us, say they recognized us because we have um, like a Bella Boy Twitter account, like that we interact with the Bella fans and the girls. And they like took pictures with us, spoke to us. So, like it was good to be like, you know, recognized by people you admire and love and like be specifically pulled out of crowds we've spoken to, like taking pictures with. Yeah. Um, it was so good meeting them. And then after that, my brother met Nikki and Bree at SummerSlam. He also met like Paige and Charlotte at a meet and greet. We um we were actually on Total Divas. I forgot yes, what season. We were actually on Total yeah. Divas a few times. Oh, yeah, a couple of times. Um, and then we started doing Zooms this year during, you know, this pandemic to watch Total Bells. And they've jumped on it a few mm-hmm. times. They've tweeted us. But it's not just them. We obviously love other wrestlers. But uh, there's a women's evolution happening right now. Actually, I feel like more it's a revolution, showing that the you know the girls are kicking ass like the guys. Which it's so good to see because honestly, women do such amazing things, so full of talent. Like growing up, women were subjected and relegated to bra and panties matches and mud matches and cat yeah. fights and slapping and hair pulling, like never really showing their full potential. And we were both raised by a single mother, so like seeing these female heroes on TV, the women like China and Victoria, which were like extremely strong women that we you know saw our mom in like our mom resembled them and like i grew up loving lita who like defied what being a woman's wrestler was and like now seeing fast forward to 2020 women being like given the same opportunities as men it's like you know we weren't there fighting as hard as they were but like growing up fans loving the women and having to like be so upset seeing what they were given how they were treated it's like now being grown men finally seeing the women get what they deserve it's like it's a full circle moment because like we grew up watching them struggle and fight for what they have now. Yeah, I love that you said that. Um, one person, I'm going to ask you this question next. Um, I That motivates me now is um, I have to give a shout out to Sasha Banks. Um, she has been amazing as always. I've been a big fan since, what, 2015? And she just won the Raw title today, so perfect timing. Um, well, this is coming out on Wednesday, so when I say today, I mean, like, Monday. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so she, she embodies... Um, she's POC so it was really cool to see like WWE push that like we'll push a POC person to be the face of the roster which no shade is rare and us fans are aware of it um and also she's just she's gifted and talented and she represents she's the boss she represents of a woman that won't take shit from anyone um and her moveset is fire so I was gonna ask you who's like the most recent wrestler that you admire or like at least like love their like work ethic well, I have a couple answers, but I will give a shout out to Sasha Banks being a black woman, like defying all odds, especially in today's climate where, you know, yeah. people of ethnic minorities are not given the same opportunity. Um, someone who really puts their love and talent into their craft and is always pulling out innovative moves. And like, no matter whether she's dealt the shittiest card or like the worst match or like whatever opportunity, she takes every opportunity like she's on the main stage and gives it her all. But people I will definitely have to shout out is definitely Becky Lynch. Um, she's obviously someone who faced adversity. She was, like, a day away from being fired back then. No. Fought her way here. Like, people backstage didn't want her on the mic because they said they hated her accent. It was stupid. Like, to really being one of the biggest draws the company has ever seen, breaking into mainstream and then being, like, men don't have to give up their career to have kids. Why do I, having a baby on her terms and leaving on the top of her career? Um, I also have to give a shout-out to women like Io, Kyrie, and Asuka. Yeah. Japanese women who, you know, don't really speak English and have that language barrier, but are just so gifted and really make wrestling what it is. Like, legends where they come from, 
being the face of the company, Io Shirai is the current NXT Women's Champion. It's like seeing a woman who doesn't speak English, you would think she'd never be given the opportunity she has now, but she fought for what she has. She's one of the best in the company, took the belt, and now she's the face of NXT. So it's good to see, again, ethnic minorities like Sasha, like Io, like Asuka, really be carrying the company on their back during their toughest times in a global pandemic and really being the faces of the company as opposed to the stereotypical people we see every day. Yeah, I agree. And also shout out to China, Lita, Trish, Victoria, and like the Golden Era girls that really pioneered this movement. Um, that's great. So I want to bring up another topic besides just wrestling, um, quarantining. <laughs> it's obviously been a thing for all of us. Um, uh, you had your 25th birthday during Corona. Um, I just want to get your opinion on how celebrating your birthday, which I was a part of anyways, was just for the listeners to hear. And just if you had any um, self-growth or discovery during this time and, and occurring time, you know? Quarantine has definitely been the, the roughest time in my life. Like, it's still rough. Like, working from home is not ideal. Absolutely hate her. Never want to see her again. Um, And, like, the right before quarantine, experiencing the loss of a family member, then getting sick and then having to deal with a breakup and then my birthday in isolation it's like there was so much pain felt at once and I feel like I'm usually good at processing things taking lessons from pain and like growing through it but I felt like my brain was so over simulated and saturated with so many different pains and it's yeah. like you know being sick versus losing like a family member that you'll never see again because of death versus losing a breakup who like you could run into again it's like it's different levels of losses and like experiences but I feel like it was the little things that really helped get through it like seeing you and like at least being able to celebrate my birthday with you and my friends on zoom which we got so drunk on tequila playing these card games and yeah I blacked out on my birthday in my own living room doing nothing <laughs> but um I feel like now months removed from everything I felt like I finally had time to process and really grew from all the pain I experienced during quarantine and I feel like it's amazing I could actually identify each lesson each pain taught me which is sometimes a very hard thing to do sometimes you're there for years wondering like why did I go through this what was it supposed to do for life how did it change me like which sometimes honestly life experiences don't teach you lessons like it's yeah. not always a granted thing but like I can confidently say I can actually pinpoint how each thing has helped me oh good um yeah your birthday was lit I did not realize we were gonna kill a whole bottle of tequila in like two hours <laughs> um literally died honestly i blame you because that margarita <laughs> made me while we were watching um oh it's Issa's show called oh my god oh um wait why am i forgetting to I insecure know. insecure Inse yeah tony made me the nastiest margarita it was like <laughs> he took like a test tube dropper of like mango juice and dropped it in then poured half the bottle of tequila but i finished it anyways yeah no i'm pretty sure i blocked Disgusting. out yeah <laughs> but um yeah it was fun it was a fun birthday although i feel like i woke up the next day like the day i hit 25 woke up the next day my hips were hurting i had bags down to my face yo it's that chin. age it's that age and then a day after i hit 25 i woke up looking at least 30 years older <laughs> i don't know why <laughs> i was like ew i look like the crypt keeper um also chromatica came out in may so we at least we celebrated that memorial day weekend okay i was so mad at her for pushing the album back from april 10th to may 29th i think it was released right but that weekend was when i hit my lowest low of quarantine when i was feeling all because yeah. healing isn't linear in no way and people think healing's linear like you get over something yep. and you just continually go 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 heal no you hit lows where you get angry you hit highs where you feel happiness and love and then you hit even lower lows where you feel sad and 
the weekend chromatic was released i definitely can i hit my lowest peak but there was just something about hearing like her trauma through the music like the depressing lyrics but then the, the happy beats and like the manic episodes that like she really made the instrumentals of the song where you could feel like you can hear what she felt yeah. which is like something very hard to do but that album definitely helped a lot I agree. I think it came out at the right time because, you know, we originally thought maybe May was going to be a better month and things were going to get better. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were getting really like email about it. And yeah, but um, going to also growth, um, there is one thing that I t- keep telling a lot of my friends and I think I'm going to say in the podcast in another episode about self-growth. I've been working on a lot of responding instead of reacting with my uh, my journey, right? My emotional intelligence journey, I should say. And it was that one, the thing that you told me, you were like, you know, you're sweet and, you know, don't always be reactive because it's not your character. And I'm, thank you for that because I've learned so much from that. You know, I've learned to respond. I'm human, of course. And, you know, we live with a crazy mom. Like, I feel like every Italian mom is just honestly up everyone's cahoots. But anyways, <laughs> it's, that's challenging alone. But I've, ever since we've had that conversation back in April, um, it really has changed my life. And that's what siblings are for. I think we're here to help each other grow and to be there for each other and challenge each other, you know? So for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what really helped me with that? It's not in similar sense of like reactiveness to like external forces, but it was a very important lesson. My friend's freshman year of college taught me. So I was like, I'm someone who used to get very easily stressed. I still am. It's a work in progress and it forever will be. But we were at the elevator one day waiting to go down our building and I was stressed about a test because I was severely underprepared. And she told me, she said, what is the point of stressing and causing yourself to literally physically get sick? It is not going to change anything. You stressing isn't going to make you perform better on the test. Like, no matter how you feel about the situation, it's going to happen regardless. What you can control is not letting it stress you out. And that was like a big smack in the face. I was like, damn, she's right. No matter whether I'm upset over this test, whether I'm happy about this test, it's going to be the same result. So why am I going to spend all this time worrying and stressing myself out? Preach. But something I want to reiterate that I said a couple minutes ago was, I feel like I didn't emphasize this enough about like the healing. I don't know if anyone listening to this is going through a hard quarantine, like has been experiencing crazy things, but I'm not someone who ever lets myself feel like I have a very hard exterior when I go through emotional, mental trauma, anything like I'm very just brushed it off. Like I have better things to spend my energy on. Like I can be putting my energy here and there and that's not good. Let yourself feel like if you feel something, don't feel crazy or invalidated because someone else might look at you and be like, you're crazy. What I saw on, I think it was someone like shared it to their Instagram story a couple of days ago and it said healing isn't linear. And I was someone who was always into depression, like healing is linear. Like if I'm still harping over something or like mad at someone months later, like in reference to my breakup, like if uh, at four months I should be over it. No, you shouldn't be over anything anytime. It's not like you get broken up with one day and every day you get better. Some days you're better, some days you're not. And I feel like it's just really important, especially in times like this, to let yourself feel and know that if in a year you feel, feel sour about something, that's normal because you can't put a time stamp on how you feel about certain things. Yes. Okay. I love how deep we got. Well, stay tuned. We're about to have a break come up and we're going to get into some of our more um, crazy travel stories, which there's a shit ton to tell you. (laughs) So see you after this break. And we will be back to more things after this break.
Don't forget to check out my new book, Falling Angel, Rise in Phoenix, available at Barnes & Nobles, Amazon, Target, and Kindle. Alright, so next topic that I want to get into is we travel a lot together. Um, uh, specifically, last year was amazing. And um, yeah, so let's talk about some of our crazy trip stories. I feel like it's like good for some storytelling. Um, what is your favorite trip? Or should I say, what was your favorite trip that you went on? With like me, at least, not your friend trips. That's hard. <laughs> Um, or we can talk about all of them. I mean, we got time. I can't remember. Was the Spice Girls and visiting the family all when I was June and August? That was okay. You really are suffering from long term memory, memory loss. loss. Um, Spice Girls last year was London and France, and we came back for a few weeks, and then we went to Italy in August. So did they were we separate trips. Anything else in Italy, or was it just Italy? You did stuff with mom. I went to Milan by but myself. But it was just okay. So France and Nice was with the Spice Girls. Yeah. Okay. Well, my memory's really failing me. Um, I nice definitely... in Paris in France. Yeah. Oh, Those God. are the two cities. Miss Paris. Interesting time. <laughs> um, my favorite had to definitely be. Oh no, I can't pick a favorite, but I did love Thailand. It was definitely somewhere I always wanted to visit. Last year, yeah, man. Yes. Yeah. And going for my grad school graduation made it all much more special. Um, I feel like it was really crackhead central. Like me and you, <laughs> our crackhead energy was like. We were doing interpretive dances in a 7-Eleven at like 5.30 in the morning. Tony was imitating Mr. Mime from the Pokemon Detective Pikachu movie. I was doing like a windshield wiper dance to the, <laughs> the store alarm. Um, their alcohol is like liquid crack over there. Yeah. We got these like fishbowl buckets everywhere we went. And like there's just something about the Thai alcohol. Miss thing. It really slaps you different. Um, they were like selling laughing gas and balloons and my Tony and my friends were trying to convince me to buy it. Like it was just it was a very interesting experience. It's so beautiful and I would so do it again. How'd you feel about Thailand? Yeah, I loved it. Um I'll never forget when we went to the PP Islands and we got wasted. Our mom had one of those buckets and we told her it was like one it had like at least six or seven shots of vodka. At least. And we were like, mom, don't get a second one. And I put you to watch her and you were like, why? And we turn around and she has a second bucket. And then um, this guy picks her up for limbo. And we're like, why is mom upside down? This man had superhuman strength. He like picked her mom <laughs> up with one hand and like did limbo. I don't even know how he did it. The bar was so low, and he, like, went under the bar with her on his lap. I don't know how to even explain it, but it was the craziest thing I've ever seen. They were doing, like, jump rope with jump ropes that were lit on fire. It was such a crazy experience. Yeah, and then um, Bangkok was wild. Um, We, like, we flew for 12 hours. We got to Bangkok, and we were... It was a 22-hour flight. Was it 22 hours? We had 11 hours to Turkey, had a five-minute layover in Turkey to run to the next plane. It was another 11 hours. My bad. She took too much Benadryl wine. <laughs> so, okay, so 22 hours. We get there. Obviously, the time difference is, like, what, 10 hours? It, it was, like, a whole day. So you think we would nap, right? But no. We go some sightseeing stuff. We change our outfits. We meet my brother's friends out. And then we literally stayed out from, like, till 4 or 5 in the morning. But mind you, we were on a 22-hour flight and didn't sleep for, like, 24 hours. The flight was, I, my flight anxiety has been getting like increasingly worse over the years and the flight to Thailand was 
absolutely awful to be stuck on a plane for 22 hours was not ideal but then on the flight home a lady died on the flight wait what yeah you remember they put the black curtain up and like the girl's louis bag on the way out hit the black curtain and the curtain opened and everyone was like <gasps> the lady like three rows behind us to our right died on the flight home okay i have no recollection of that but that's crazy <laughs> yeah they like had to put like these emergency seats down and, like, put a curtain over her because they don't want to, like, cause mass hysteria. But someone passed on our flight, which, like, in turn gave me flight anxiety even further because I was, like, bad juju and I was on this flight. It was very uh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thankfully, I did not see that. Um, <laughs> I don't remember that. But everyone fell asleep. Tony took his Benadryl. Mom took her melatonin. And my anxiety with the turbulence. I was wide awake. Katy Perry wide awake, MP3. And watched this woman die. It was just not a pleasant experience. Yeah, no, I for sure was knocked out off of the free white wine and Benadryl <laughs> pills I was getting. The white wine just made me more anxious. Not, <laughs> oh my God, you're like the woman on Bridesmaids. She's turning butter out there. We're all going to die. Literally think about that. She was like, I had a dream. You were there. We went down. We were all going to die. Like that was literally me on the flight home and someone did die. So I was like, okay, now we're all going to go. I can't deal. How about um, that time we went on that fake trip last year? Oh my god, there was February of 2018, was it? Yeah. That was last year. No, it was not this past February, it was like two Februarys ago. Yeah, it was 2019. No, it was February 2018, so we were telling the story this past February about like the year prior. It's been like a running story. Yeah, this past February was February 2020. I was no, about... we, we did it before the Thailand trip. It was like Oh no, my friend's trip. memories are last year. But no, it was, we had these, this memory like prior to our... Because we were talking about it in, like, Nice. And we went to... Yeah, Nice. that was 2019. Nice was June 2019, February 2019. So it was before Nice. Oh, my brain's tweaking. Girl, this, this she's, she's tired. She needs to get up. This most recent... I forgot January starts in the year. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I was like, it was just last year. <laughs> okay, it was February 2019. So me and Tony had this vivid memory that we went on a trip together. And we have this, like, very vivid memory of us packing. And his friends and, like, people in my life have memories of us, like, leaving with luggage. Even mom. Like, <laughs> yeah, even our own mother. Everyone has this memory of us going on a trip, but we can't exactly remember where we went or if, like, we really did go. It's, like, a severe case of Mandala effect. It's, like, a false memory everyone seems to have, but no one can exactly pinpoint what it is. Yeah, I... It's still so vivid, but I don't know where we went. Um, one of my other favorite moments... Well, Hawaii was pretty chill. Like, yeah, that, that, was, nice. that was lit. Um... But it had to be seeing the Spice Girls in London. Like, oh, that's so God. fucking iconic. And um, can you tell them your peeing story or just, like, how anxious you were when we got tea? <laughs> okay. So the Spice Girls went on a reunion tour in, like, 2007. I was, like, I think 13 years old. So I did not have money to pay for it. So I, they did, like, eight Long Island shows. And I could not go to a single one because I was poor. So I made a promise to myself at that tour, no matter where in the world they performed next, I will be there. Fast forward 13 years, and they announce a UK tour. So, of course, I'm going to keep the promise and go. So the day comes, and we think it's cute to go to this little tea shop. <laughs> Mind you, the toilet's like a hole in the ground. It's broken. So we're, like, drinking tea, drinking tea. Tony and the friend we went with, like, orders two bottles of champagne, and we're drinking those. We take one of the open bottles in the car to go, and there's a liquor store next to the tea shop, so we go to buy vodka minis and, like, more alcohol. So we're chugging the champagne in the car, popping the minis, getting hype. (laughs) (laughs) 
And then I didn't realize the stadium was like an hour and a half drive inland. It's like in the middle of nowhere of London. And I had to pee so bad. And when I tell you the traffic we hit once we got closer to the stadium, there was one small, one lane, one way road, dirt road leading to the stadium. So picture 90,000 cars <laughs> trying to get to the stadium. When I tell you I had to piss like a racehorse, I never in my life as a grown man contemplated peeing my pants more. Like, I was literally convincing this Uber driver to pull over so I could hop on the street and pee or I was going to pee in his car. So we get close to the arena and he's like, oh, I don't know where I can go. So I just kick the door open. I see these girls going into an alleyway. I'm like, okay, I could at least pee there. We find this, like, nasty, sketchy like, gas station bathroom. And when I tell you... I ran into the stall and kicked the door off the hinges like the door fully fell off the hinges I, I barely got my pants open and I start peeing everywhere it's hitting the ceiling the floor the walls the sink me <laughs> I was hitting Tony my legs started to tremble and shake <laughs> how bad I had to pee my eyes were rolling behind my head it was like the most unpleasant experience I've ever faced in my life yeah, I'll never forget. Um, I was peeing next to him. Well, I was still next to him, and I just see... And it wasn't, like, a short stall. Like, there's a wall. My wall shaking. <laughs> and I'm like, what is happening? Also, when he walked in... <laughs> the, t- the door to open the stall fell off. <laughs> so I'm pants down around my ankles, like... People are walking in out of the bathroom. I'm oh peeing God. on the walls. There's no stall door. Like, it was an alleyway in there. You lit- do you remember you ran in there and you pushed it off the hinge? Yeah, when I tell you I aggressively grabbed this door, like, I literally ripped it off the hinges. And then I was upset I was like, we got there so late. We were, like, number 6,041 in line. And then they let us into the stadium. And we still ended up getting front row. So it was just a very mentally and emotionally taxing day especially having a pee that took all my energy yeah it was we got so lucky we actually like literally got front row mm-hmm. pressed right against the barricade luckily. yeah it was amazing and then the next day we really didn't sleep i mean at this trip we were I, it was like two days every city it was like london for two days uh nice for two and paris the sleep deprivation in london the birds were chirping the horse was knocking, knocking. molly was drunk if Molly, you're drunk, go home. There was the we were like in an apartment complex, and the apartment next door, I swear to God, had a horse. Like it's that lived a horse. in their apartment, because they would like knock its hooves on the wall, <laughs> <laughs> on our bedroom wall in the middle of the night. Yeah, no. Um, and then Nice was great. Uh, my brother and I, it wasn't like a wee cookie, but we had CBD one night with like two bottles of rosé, and. We were singing Ashley O on a roll in the street. I'm just getting hit by cars. Filmed the homies video. We watched a seagull eat a pigeon. That was so scary. It's it stared at me John, as it even, ate the pigeon. We couldn't even walk past the car because it would get like possessive over the And the wings pigeon. would go up. I told you to run first because <laughs> I was gonna, I was so scared. The pigeon was gonna the seagull was gonna eat me. But let me tell you, those CBD cookies taste like dog food. Oh yeah, guys? on the flights of Paris, you coughed because you were like. <laughs> I was literally gagging, eating the half of the cookie, and the man behind, in front of me was like looking behind him, like I was spitting on his neck because I was eating a dog food cookie. It was disgusting. I can't. I'm trying to think of like other crackhead energy um, trips we went on. Thailand has to be that. Yeah, the most like. London was amazing and crazy. Um, Italy was fun. I mean, we were with the family, but I'm trying to think of like, did we do anything? But also, London, we went to the club after the Spice Girls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Tony went missing with like some friends he knew there, and he went to like the karaoke room. 
And Tony's friend was like, kept buying me. At one point, I had like six drinks in my hand. She was like, let me get you shots. <laughs> and ordered me like four shots as I couldn't even finish these drinks. And like, there was a, a hot female bartender and she wanted to go talk to the bartender. So she ordered a drink and the bartender didn't even give her the time of day. So she looked over at me and threw her drink on the floor just so she could, <laughs> just so she could order another one. And the male bartender walked up and she's like, no, I want her. And she kept going to the bar to buy drinks just to talk to the bartender. So there was literally a point where I was like balancing drinks on my head because I couldn't hold them all. Yeah, I remember I was dancing with this really cute guy and I get a tug on my pants and my brother's like, come down now. We have shots. And he he bought me a tequila shot, but then our friend saw us taking shots. So she ran over and bought us extra shots. And then the friend I was seeing in London ended up <laughs> buying us drinks mind you this was during last call and then they started playing spice girls they played wannabe and oh, right spice we, world right when we were walking out they started playing spice girls you know we turned right back around to an extra three hours but um yeah i woke up to like a 172 dollar credit card charge from my club <laughs> and i was like what the hell is that what happened last night yeah no i um oh always a good time but yeah i like even our stuff like that we do in new york is always like insane like our wrestling shows and then going out to like the clubs in manhattan and i'm trying to think like what other europe places did we do we done italy with the family and that's it i mean we did london back in 2013 when we missed the last bus and we had to take we had to take this like double decker bus with this is before like iphones i mean iphones were a thing but like before like like, it was popular use yeah we we shared a data plan that had like half a gigabyte per person (laughs) you like opened a text message your data plan was out for the month (laughs) (laughs) you couldn't send pictures it was the and like we missed the last bus because we're at a club with like friends i knew from london and this nice girl like went out of her way she was like a friend of my friends went out of her way to like walk us blocks to the bus we needed to take now that she needed to take like wrote out she went to bodega wrote out the instructions she really did stop and got like a jamaica beef patty and then wrote it out and put us on the bus like literally put physically us on the bus bus. mind you i'm wasted you're babysitting me at this point i was like gone girl and then we made it back to the hotel and the second i closed my eyes to sleep my mom's like well rise and shine (laughs) opens it we got home like 6 30 in the morning if you know her mom We'll be going on vacation. God forbid the vacation's Boys, relaxing. we're going to the wheel. Boys, we're in London. <laughs> we literally, the second I close my eyes, she's opening the curtain and the sun is burning my pupils. Oh my God, that was miserable. All right, how about almost getting hit by cars in Mykonos? I we, forgot we did that trip till now. We were on top of the hill. You had to ride a donkey to get back up to your hotel. And like, me and Tony, of course, being crack as we are, I want to go to a club on their 100th birthday anniversary. And we're going down this windy hill that has not a single street light. These cars don't even have lights. Breaking ankles, we're rolling down, cars are beeping, honking, hitting I know, us. going back drunk was so hard. Oh, God. It was like, like literally l- all uphill. L- literally so hard. No, let's talk about <laughs> Athens. Oh, God, okay. So, Tony decides he wants to go to a karaoke bar with friends we met in Greece. And I'm like, this is a little sketch. Maybe we shouldn't be doing this. And it was like a 10, 15-minute near a mile-long walk in this, like, weird, dark, like, horizontal alleyway with, like, a perpendicular train track, some geometry class-type stuff. And it's, <laughs> again, at a single light. And I was like, Tony, I don't feel comfortable. There's something sketchy about this. So we make it there and make it back safely. And this was around, like, what time did we leave? It was, like, 9.48. Yeah, we're walking like, yeah. So we go to sleep, and we wake up, and I'm, I'm like, looking through Greek news, and it was, like stabbing to death in alleyway at like 10.05 literally like 15 minutes after we went in the alleyway someone got murdered like what 
of, of course I follow my intuition. I'm like, this doesn't feel safe. And Tony's like, no, we'll be okay. And then someone gets murdered 10 minutes after we're just walking there. <laughs> we probably passed them on the way back. I know, that's true. But I wanted a kiki. Maybe we could have took a, a safer route, but I don't think there was a safer yeah, route, was like, there? I think it was only like alleys to get there. It was that one alleyway to get there. Yeah, I don't know. But the rest of the trip was like pretty cool. Um, the sight scene was great. And then Santorini was really cute too. But Mykonos, like we went to Jackio's. Um, we happened to be there the year, that weekend that it's they turned. Birthday. It's like a hundred birthday or something. And <laughs> they have a fireworks show on the water. Show, we made, we like met some cool friends. We had, like that dance off. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I had, I honestly, Athens was like, a, a, the whole of Greece was a great time. Um, and then when we met our Italian cousins in Calabria last year. So I've been there the year before to meet my family. And, my brother comes and our cousins are literally us. Like their their energy is like on our level. Like every night was like limoncello shot contest, taking ten shots, oh eating God. the most pizza, like backyard wine chugging. I've never been yeah, so drunk in my life. Literally like uh always a good time. But yeah, I think that's like it for trips, right? Is there anything else that like rings a bell? That was like oh uh, wait, there's one more. Um I'm not gonna give full detail, but Lake George, when I almost got arrested and got a ticket for <laughs> having this argument match with a woman, I was trying to go off my brother because <gasps> oh, he peed outside. No. Ugh, of course, a Karen tried to. It was a Karen. I also suffered third degree burns from that specific trip. Like it was just not. It was well, I'll never something. forget them telling us to camp on a rock, and we made eggs on that like fire stove. Like, yeah, whatever. And my dumbass grabbed a kerosene lamp by the metal, not knowing exactly what the lamp does and all i hear is (laughs) and i'm like what does that smell what does that sound i pull my fingers off and like my two fingerprints are missing they're now bubbles (laughs) oh my god remember that my oh my god no instant third degree burns actually my favorite memory of yours is when you broke your foot and you would go on the sand and you would only have four toe prints (laughs) and not the fifth one oh my god yeah i broke my toe on my 18th birthday and like i was not smart and didn't go to a doctor immediately. I tried to set it myself. And then the next day after I broke my toe, I was running late for school and decided it'd be a bright idea to shove my broken toe into a shoe. And then I stubbed my foot on the couch on the way out. So my toe never healed properly and it does not touch the ground. So when I walk in sand, I only have four toe prints on my right foot. I cannot. Do you remember when I fell down the flight of stairs at Monica's house and <laughs> as <laughs> as I'm rolling down, I knocked on every single picture and I broke all toes. Yes, he literally, our cousins had like a wall lined with pictures, like going down the staircase and Tony fell, <laughs> took every single picture down, broke all <laughs> 10 toes. He had to walk in his heels for like three weeks. And then her mom got mad at him for breaking his toes. Yeah, like she's like, you didn't tell me. I'm like, you're out getting ice cream for us or whatever you were doing. Like, I'm not going to tell you. All but his toes were literally purple and like sausages. Yeah, that I'll never forget. But yes, we're going to go into some game time. So stay tuned. It's game time. At Nana Tings, we play a game called Who Would You Want to Be for 24 Hours? It's three rounds of questions. I give you two choices, and I pick them randomly based on the vibe and in the moment. So let's have some fun. All right, so with this game, it's going to be three series of questions with two options of who would you want to be for 24 hours? Now, I have not premeditated any of this, so I'm just going based on how I feel. Um, so... So you're gonna give me the options of the people. Or things. And then you need to choose. Oh. And then I may ask you why. 
Okay. Okay, so one. <laughs> Would you rather be a pigeon or a seagull <laughs> for 24 hours? Um, <laughs> I was not expecting that question. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> ew, pigeons are dirty. They're both birds. <laughs> I guess a seagull. Why? Because they spend time on the beach. Like, I'd go for a dip. They like to, they like to go swimming. They <laughs> like to play in the water and yeah. steal people's chips. Oh, yeah, and they eat a lot, too. It's very yes. you. It's I'm very you. It's very <laughs> I am a seagull. All right, two. Which of these two would you rather be for 24 hours? Becky Lynch or Nikki Bella? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's so... Becky Lynch. I feel like if I was Nikki and I had a deal with Brie coming in my house invited and Daniel. You deal with that now with me. I know. But also, (laughs) Nikki's also very heavily pregnant right now, whereas Becky's not so far along. So I feel like I wouldn't want to deal with all the being heavily pregnant for 24 hours. All right, final. (laughs) Would you rather... (laughs) Would you rather... I know what the question is going to be because you're already laughing. How do you know what's gonna be? <laughs> just, just go. <laughs> I, it's gonna be stupid. I know. <laughs> Would you rather be <laughs> Jinx <laughs> or Magic Carp? Now, I was gonna say Pikachu with a wig, but I don't know if people would understand that context. <laughs> but she got the sun hat. She got the sun hat. There's like a special summer Pikachu on Pokemon Go right now, and I keep saying every time I see her pop up, I'm like, oh, Pikachu with a bikini it's with a so wig. Easy. The Pikachu's wearing, like, a sun hat and sunglasses. Tony's like, oh, my God, Pikachu in his sundress, his bikini. And it's like, he's not wearing any of those. Um, but Jinx and Magikarp. Magikarp lives an easy life, so he just flops around. But I feel like Jinx is funny, because when she... The kiss. When she faints and they return her to the Pokeball, her wig falls, oh, she, tur- she turns into a wig. And I feel like it's very dramatic, and I feel like that's me. It's very you. I feel like I'd be. I would like to be Jinx. I feel like she's the original drag queen. She is. She's the a- anime drag queen. She was problematic, though, so they had to redesign her character. Really? Remember in the original anime when we were kids, she was, like, portrayed as, like, her her face was, like, it was black. It was very dark. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it was problematic. People were like, okay, you're portraying black women as, like, the wig, the big lips, everything. So they made her purple now. Did I, does anyone get confused by Jinx, though? Like, what, like all the Pokemon look like animals. Why yeah. is Jinx the only one that's like... Uh, she's, she's very anthropomorphic. Yeah. She's very, very human-looking. Like yeah. She, she got she has boobs, hands, a mouth. She does like that a, slap. Isn't that her main attack? Yeah. And then the kiss. And then she's like... She's oh, also she a hoochie. Yeah, she wears a wig. <laughs> and she's hoochie. Like, everything. she's always kissing someone. Yeah. Interesting. Very few... Yeah, it's like Mr. Mime, too. Oh, Mr. Well, I love like Mr. Mime. Yeah, yeah, we know like, from Thailand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah going back to that Thailand story, I literally was infatuated with the Mr. Mime in the new po- Pikachu movie. And I literally did the whole scene wasted at a 7-Eleven. Literally reenacted <laughs> the whole scene in a 7-Eleven. Oh, love it. Well, that's your round. I guess... Wait, yeah, I don't know what you would answer. Would you rather be a seagull or a pigeon? Oh, um... I would pick pigeon because yeah. I am a bird. Okay. And yeah. I felt pigeons just shit on people True. and eat. Would you rather be Nikki Bella or Becky Lynch? Uh, Nikki Bella because I just have a fascination with the Bella Twins. I think Nikki is this fearless queen. 
And then Magic Carpet Jinx. I am Jinx. Yeah, I was like, you are, are <laughs> Jinx embodied in human form. Yeah. Um, and that's all. All right, so we're about to close out. Um, so, Vito, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Yeah, do you have any um, final words to the listeners or just any... I mean, you'll be on in the future again, obviously, but what uh, what was what's like a nice closing out for your statement? Love yourself how you expect and let people love you and always be kind to yourself in trying times because if you're not going to be kind to yourself, no one else will be. And I'm so glad I got to this podcast. I always wanted to do a podcast and I cannot wait to return. Oh, uh, yay. Well, it was a pleasure having you as always. I mean, I'm stuck with him anyways. <laughs> um, but yeah, stay tuned. I'm going to try to do a podcast every Wednesday and he is my first guest. So once this airs, you will be seeing new podcasts uh, weekly. See you later. Talk to you later on Nana Tings.